We're recording this on January 19th, 2020 at about 10 after 6 in the evening. So by the time you hear this, an all-star game may have happened and you didn't even notice. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, the hockey show that might actually watch the All-Star game this year just to see all the fights within the Pacific team. Oh, I can't wait. I'm Stuart Jones and with me is Darren Platt. Hello. Darren, how has you been? How has what been? How have you been? Oh, I, well, I've been okay because I've been trying to avoid as many articles about Matthew Kachuk and Zach Cassian <laughs> as possible over the last couple weeks. Well, don't worry. I'm sure we won't talk about that at all. No, no. That just goes to show people how much I really know about what I'm talking about here. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess let's start with our little scorecard. Yeah, let's. See how we did with our predictions from last episode. Uh, we didn't do too bad overall. Uh, the Flames had five games between January 6th and 17th. We both thought they would win three of them, and they won four. Excellent. Not bad, not it, bad. It doesn't feel like what ha- actually happened, but <laughs> I'll take it. Well, they've also won or lost one since that time. Uh, okay. That didn't get counted here, so maybe that's in your fresh in your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Oilers had four games in that time. We both thought they would win two of them, and they won three of them. Wow. So both our teams impressed us, I guess. Is that the word we're going to use? <laughs> sure. That's what we'll use. But also what happened is there was a Battle of Alberta game, there obviously. Was. We both thought the Oilers would win for some reason. Well, I don't want to be too flames homerific, <laughs> but I guess maybe I should go with intellectual uh, predicting than emotional. Sure. But... Either way... <laughs> The Flames did end up winning, uh, in case you're listening to this podcast and you somehow didn't hear that. Uh, they won 4-3 in regulation, so we were both wrong on that. I claimed that it would go to overtime, so if you want True. to be really technical, you were more right than me. I guess. It was a one-goal game, though. It was. Yes, it was. It was a close game. Anyways, so those are pretty good records for both our teams, but I guess, let's face it, we're going to spend... Pretty much the whole episode uh, talking about that Battle of Alberta game last week. You know, this is the name of the podcast. Before we get there, I do want to specifically note that uh, I I think I definitely said in the last podcast that a Flames and an Oilers loss would both come to the Leafs because they're such a tough team and both of our teams (laughs) beat the Leafs. So... Yes, that is definitely worth pointing out even all though, the time. Even though our <laughs> predictions sound right, I gotta stop being so specific. <laughs> Shooting myself in the foot. Yep, so the Battle of Alberta game last week, which actually at the time was also the battle for the division. Yeah. Uh, not so much anymore. No. But it, pretty much every other game is the battle for the yeah, division. It's very a, close in the Pacific right it's now. It's a very tight division at the moment. Uh, But anyway, I think what we're going to be talking about, if my hunch on your theory is correct, is we'll be talking about the uh, old uh, Chucky and Cassian incidents, plural. Yeah, as if they haven't been beaten to death by idiots around the league. So we'll add two more idiots to that conversation (laughs) right now. That's what this this whole debacle needs. Debacle's too strong. Situation. Yeah. So why don't I set the stage for us? Let's do it. So, throughout the game, there was at least two big hits from Kachuk on Cassian. Right after the second one, Cassian decides to fight Kachuk. Kachuk decides not to fight Cassian. Mm -hmm. A scene of the Warriors takes place on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cassian gets a double minor and a 10-minute misconduct. 
And the Flames score a game-winning goal on the ensuing power play. With Kachuk standing right in front of the net. Yep. Yep. So, lots of fun there. Um, I want to hear your take on this whole situation, but first, I just want to read one comment that's kind of the most neutral thing I've heard and was also entertaining, so I'm going to read it out. This is from uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Dan Murphy. He said, one, if not both of Kachuk's hits was really dirty. I don't mind Cassian's response at all. I don't mind Kachuk not fighting there. Adds to his elite level of crap disturber. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I will not be taking questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you know, a nice sort of, he appreciates everyone's participation in that. Uh, But what, what was your take on the whole situation? Well, first I'll go over the Kachuk hits because that's kind of where the whole thing starts. So the first hit, um, I, I'm i on the fence about whether it was clean or not. I don't think it was entirely clean and it's it's a weird hit. So you can go and take a look at the highlights for yourself. But it looks like Kachuk makes contact with Cassian's head. But also you can see Cassian's head the whole time. So it's not like Kachuk only hit him in the head. Uh, I think, I mean, to me, it's a borderline hit. It's, I don't think Kachuk was intending it to be dirty. He definitely saw Cassian and was like, I'm going to hit that guy as hard as I can. But he didn't aim for the head. But Kachuk, or pardon me, but Cassian did get a pretty good like whiplash sort of effect off of it. So for that one, I could be convinced either way, really, that it was dirty or that it was clean. I am on the fence and I cannot decide. <laughs> I waffle back and forth on it. And the second hit, I personally think the actual hit was clean. Kachuk did that thing where he... He goes in and he, like, turns and hits people with his butt, kind of. I don't know why he does that. I I guess it makes it harder to hit people in the head if you hit them with your butt. But he did that. And that that one I could also believe if the refs called a charge. I wouldn't have had an issue with that. Because he did take a few steps and he was clearly going for Cassian (laughs) behind the net. And... So if the refs had been like two minutes for charging, I would have been fine with that. As a Flames fan sitting there watching the game, I would have, probably would have been like, what? Come on, that's ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, in hindsight, it was probably, you know, at least a borderline charge. But I don't get that people think that they were huge, disgusting hits that have no place in the game of hockey. That is the argument that I kind of question because... Most of the people saying that are also people that really like hits in hockey. And these were two big borderline hits, but they weren't dirty to me. They could have had minor penalties called on either of them, but I mean they were big they were big hits, and I like to see big hits in hockey. That's a fun part of the game. And to add to that, they were on Zach Cassian, who's arguably the biggest dude on the <laughs> Oilers, the biggest meanest dude on the Oilers. Zach or pardon me, Matthew Kachuk wasn't there trying to ragdoll McDave or he wasn't trying to run down tiny Yamamoto from behind. He was going after the biggest dude on the Oilers. And then what happened after the second hit, I really didn't like because just because it was dangerous. I mean, that's kind of sounds hypocritical because the Kachuk hits <laughs> could have been viewed as dangerous, but Kachuk didn't really get a chance to fight back. I don't think he wanted to, but Cassian grabbed him from behind and started punching him from behind. And it may be going a little overboard to suggest that that is similar to the Bertuzzi incident where someone was being punched from behind and wasn't really engaging. But what what would have happened if Cassian would have connected really hard with one of those punches? That, like, Kachuk could have been really injured and we would have all been looking at this from a very different perspective, I think. I don't know... 
there's probably a few fans out there that you don't want to meet in real life that'd be like, I'm so glad that Kachuk is paralyzed for the rest <laughs> of his life. But I think most of us would have been like really shocked by that and would have been really, really upset with Cassian for doing what he did. But fortunately for him, I mean, most of his punches missed. They didn't really connect and he just kind of ragged on Kachuk around the ice. But I do take issue with it because that's a dangerous thing. And Cassian completely lost his mind. And that, I mean, that's what Kachuk was going for because he wanted Cassian to be in the box. There's no doubt about that. Kachuk was going for a reaction. He wanted to put his team on the power play. And that's what happened. And the Flames got a win out of it. And to me, it's kind of bizarre that Cassian's being held up as some kind of hero for ragdolling Kachuk like that. I get Matthew Kachuk's a dirty, weaselly, <laughs> little annoying rat to play against. If he was on any other team in the league, I would I would hate him just as much as I hate Brad Marchand, who, by the way, missed the penalty shot like <laughs> in the worst fashion. And it was hilarious. And everyone laughed so hard because it was Brad Marchand. So I get why people would like seeing Kachuk ragdolled like that. But it was dangerous. All you have to do is step into other people's shoes. Would you want to see one of your best players get thrown around like that and and dangerously almost punched in the back of the head? No. Like, I just, I don't get how people can't see it from another point of view. You have to take something like this and look at it from all point of views to get an appropriate response. So, to me... I don't know. I'm really disappointed in Cassian. I'm really disappointed in all the fans that think Cassian's some sort of hero. Uh, I would have been fine with the refs giving Kachuk penalties to kind of, you know, bring the game under control. Because if you give Kachuk a penalty on the first hit, he's a smart enough player that he's going to tone it down because he he really wants to win. He doesn't want to cost his team. So, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of fault to go around. <laughs> you can divide it pretty evenly among all parties involved. But at the end of the day, I'm most disappointed in Cassian and the response we're getting from the media that what he did was okay and something that should be, you know, upheld. Um, I'm glad they suspended him. I don't know if he'll get the message. <laughs> it doesn't really sound like it. And I hope nothing bad happens in the next game to any player, to any player on either team. I hope no one's going headhunting because... That's what we don't need in hockey. I hope Cassian's response is to just destroy Kachuk with a huge clean hit at center ice that will make me as a Flames fan be mad at Cassian, but deep down know that it's totally fair and legal. <laughs> That's where I stand on all this. And I'm interested, we didn't really talk about it, you and I, so I'm interested to see what your view is on it as an Oilers fan. Yeah, I'm a pretty similar boat as you. Uh, I thought the first hit was definitely questionable as it seemed to be primarily head contact. Um, so obviously, you know, I don't think that's safe. I don't think that should be allowed. I don't think it is allowed. <laughs> but sometimes it happens. Sometimes people get away with it, right? Uh, the second hit, while dangerous, looked legal to me, looked I don't know if I want to use the word clean, but looked legal. Legal, yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, dangerous. But, hey, if you didn't, you know, go play baseball if you don't want to be in the danger yeah. zone, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, all in all, though, I, like I was okay with Cassian wanting to fight. That's part of his job. Yep. That's who he is. But like, he's tried this with Chucky before. And Kachuk clearly knows that he can get under Cassian's skin. It's worked before. So, and last time Cassian tried to fight him, he like ragdolled him around the ice and no fight occurred, right? Yeah. So, I don't know why he was expecting anything <laughs> different to happen this time. 
like he should have just given him kind of two shots taken a couple shots at him realized the guy's not fighting also he goes down on the ice and yeah. then just kind of left him there like beating a man while he's down is just as cowardly as the guy who's quote-unquote turtling right yeah so for everyone who's getting on kachuk for turtling i think we should equally be getting on casting for punching a guy after he's down on the ground i get mm-hmm. you know he takes a couple shots before he goes down because he's mad that's his role whatever but once he goes down lighten up you shouldn't have to wait for a linesman to pull you off yeah having said that even if he if he showed a little more constraint who knows maybe he would have only got one roughing minor <laughs> instead of two and you know maybe that game winning goal wouldn't have been scored so to all the uh people who say oh the oilers are happy to take that loss uh, in exchange for cassian's defending his honor or whatever nonsense <laughs> like I, I don't think that's true i don't think any of the oilers were happy to lose that game especially against the flames you never want that to happen so mm-hmm. yes again i don't disagree with everything cassian did but i think he lost that game for the oilers and that's a major mistake and i think he should learn from it um, that being said, I loved how Cassian has uh, responded to this situation after the fact. One thing he said during the uh, sort of post-game, he's uh, when talking about how Kachuk wouldn't fight him last year, he said, because he was a fourth liner, I don't know if you remember that, but uh, he said this time, I've got 13 goals this year and he still won't fight me, when will he? <laughs> so, you know, he's kind of making light of it trying to get this guy to fight him. He's clearly not going to. I hope Cassian eventually learns that lesson. But uh, the other thing I liked is a few days later after the suspension had been doled out, some random person on Twitter tweeted at Cassian, suspended two games, who's the punk now? And Zach Cassian replied, worth every penny. <laughs> so uh, I, I appreciate that sort of, you know, lighthearted sense of humor. Now, speaking of the suspension... I love Peros for this because he gave Cassian a two-game suspension. So his first game back is another <laughs> Battle of Alberta. Yep. Like Peros is basically like there's no way that was unintentional. He he's basically saying, Yeah, you have to be punished. You shouldn't have done that. But, you know, Kachuk should also be afraid for his <laughs> not his life, but he should be afraid. Because, you know, Cassian's gonna be there and he's not gonna, you know go easily into the night then mm-hmm. so i'm definitely looking forward to the next battle of alberta i agree with you i hope there's no head hunting or you know injuries i hope it's good clean revenge yeah <laughs> uh but uh either way it should be a couple fun games coming up i mean i hope this crosses cassian's mind but what's a better revenge than potting a few goals and winning yeah right you can go and hit matthew kachuk as hard as you possibly can and That'll stick around in our memories for a little bit. But I think what would really stick in Kachuk's memory is Zach Cassian, former fourth-line goon, <laughs> coming up and potting a couple of goals against the Flames and winning it for his team. I think if Cassian's taking this time, his time off in Mexico or whatever and thinking about it, that would probably be his best revenge. But I'm yeah. sure there will be a lot of hitting in the next game. Especially since a couple more goals and Cassian will have just as many as Kachuk <laughs> for the season. So what a great way to tick yeah. him off, right? Talk about mental warfare on yeah. Kachuk. I think that's, I agree. I think that's a way better way of doing it. Not exactly Cassian's strong point, yeah. so that might be more difficult. But 
looking forward to seeing what happens. It should it will be, be interesting. When is the next Battle of Alberta? I can edit this out if we have no idea. Uh, January 29th, and then one two days later on February 1st. Wow. Three days later on yeah. February 1st. Stay tuned, people. It's going to be a wild week in hockey. Where are you going to come for news on the Battle of Alberta? Us, two weeks after it happens. <laughs> Well, after all of that Flames and Oilers talk, I'm sure we won't get any more of that in this week's Sellies and Scorn. I did that right? Yep. Cool, yeah. And uh, for reasons that definitely don't have to do with me not having a very good Sally or Scorn, <laughs> Stu's going to go first. Stu, what do you got? Okay, so I'm going to start with my Scorn, and here's where I tick off all of our listeners at once. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll try to redeem myself with my celly, but my scorn is for Oilers and Flames fans. And we've kind of talked about this a little bit already, but I've just seen way too much Homerism around this whole thing. Uh, Flames fans are trying to argue that Chucky is a brilliant tactician who knows exactly what he's doing and, you know, is an absolute genius. He's never done anything wrong. And Oilers fans think Chucky murders puppies and that Cassian is justified to do anything short of slitting his throat. Like, it's just way beyond crazy out there. Uh, nuance, people, as Darren has already mentioned, look it up. <laughs> you need to kind of take some perspective on this. So, I, uh, yeah, that's my scorn. That's fair. But that being said, maybe I'll redeem myself here. My celly is the Oilers and Flames fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. So it started with the uh, Flames fans raising money to put up a billboard in Edmonton of Chucky's face, right? That, Which, scary enough already. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> and a, you know, fun little gag for uh, rivalry. I get it. So, but then a Calgary radio station took over so that all the money they raised could instead be donated to uh, ALS charity. So last I checked, over $11,000 had been raised. So well done, Calgary. That's, that's a pretty cool way to turn a fun little prank into an awesome story. Mm -hmm. Not to be outdone, an Oilers fan on Twitter, at SamNYEG, tweeted, In response to Flames buying a billboard, I've decided to donate to one of their local charities in honor of Zach Cassian. I chose Brown Bag in it so that kids can get a proper meal and grow up to be tougher than Kachuk. <laughs> Again, really fun joke on the other team, good rivalry, oh, but also money towards a good cause. Last I saw, that one had raised over $36,000. So, all in all, yeah, I hate some of the fans' comments I've seen. Uh, it's been really annoying, but this has been a lot of fun and, you know, over $40,000 uh, raised for charity. So, props Alberta, props hockey fans. Mm -hmm. That is something I do love to see. To add on to that, if you get a chance to go look up the picture of the billboard that's going up, a digital <laughs> billboard, mind you, so it is less likely to be vandalized, the billboard looks hilarious. I, I would hate that in my own city of Kachuk. That would be, <laughs> that would be terrifying. And uh, I believe Brett Wilson of Dragon's Den and probably other things, because he has a lot of money, is matching all of these donations, which is really cool. It's really, really taken off. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's a really cool selly. It's, it's good fun and it's good causes. That's that's really cool. I did not use this time wisely to come up with my own <laughs> sellies and scorns, but I will go with them anyway because maybe the people listening will think that they're better than I do. 
So my Selly is, well, here's the deal. My Selly was going to be for an AHL goalie coach who was put into the game because the goalies were all called up or injured or something, and he, he won the game against the best AHL team in the league. I can't find the news story <laughs> for the life of me. I've been Googling for like an hour, and it's just nowhere, and I know it happened. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I dreamed it. I have weird dreams. Either way, it happened. So, nameless AHL goalie coach who got a win after being thrust into the game. Good job, I guess. I don't know who you are or who you, who you coach for. So, in lieu of having actual news on that, I'm going to go with uh, uh, David Riddick, who is now in his first All-Star game this week as he's filling in for Arizona's Darcy Kemper, who was an injured goalie who I'm sure is tied to this whole mysterious AHL goalie coach situation. <laughs> Couldn't track it down still. But I'm really excited for Big Save Dave. I feel like he deserves it. Flames have had a little bit of an off year, but there have been games where he's been downright spectacular, including uh, the last game against Toronto a few days ago. There was national media, sports media personalities talking about how good he played against the Leafs, and he was absolutely lights out. Plus, he's got a big personality, and that's always fun at the All-Star game, especially for goalies. So I can't wait to see what antics he's going to get up to. I mean, you can't help but feel happy for the guy. Three years ago, he was playing in the second Czech League. Uh, apparently, there's a first <laughs> Czech League. He wasn't even in that. But he was he was talking about it in an interview. He said, I was less than a hockey nobody a few years ago, and now I get to go to the NHL All-Star game. And he's so pumped about it. And I think that's really great because his personality, plus the fact that he just, he deserves it, I think. He's really held the flames in the first half. So good for him. That's my Selly. And I've got a few scorns, a few small scorns. I'm going to go over them here. First has to do with the All-Star game. The All-Star game jerseys are so bad. Yeah. Have there ever been good ones? These ones are just as terrible as usual. I encourage you to go <laughs> look up a picture of them and you'll be like, who designed that? The answer is Adidas, I think, but they're they're just absolutely awful. Get it together, NHL. There's got to be better design options than that. I think there have been good ones like a long time ago. Long but, time. But ago. yes, any yeah, these are not good. They're not good. <laughs> uh, my second scoring goes to James Neal. Uh, shortly after the Kachuk Cassian incident, he decided to get on Twitter for a Twitter Ask Me Anything, where fans would ask him questions about anything, which obviously ended up being about Cassian and Kachuk. And he dished out a lot of, air quotes, advice about it. <laughs> James Neal, you don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to being a little weasel in hockey. Shortly after that, I watched a link about James Neal's dirty hits. And my goodness, he he is a dirty player. He played for both of our teams. He was a dirty player when he played here, too. He's dealt out knees to the head and elbows to the head. He's He has no leg to stand on when it comes to talking about either... Cassian Orkachuk. So, James Neal, keep your nose out of other people's business. You don't deserve to give advice like that. And lastly, my scorn for the Vegas Golden Knights GM for firing head coach Gerard Gallant. Now, he's a super respected coach. And not to mention, you would have think he would have bought himself a lot of time by taking the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup final in the first year of their existence. Yeah. And then into the playoffs the next year. And then this year... They're still hovering around the top of the Pacific. Sure, they, they're they underperforming like the rest of the Pacific <laughs> Division, but I do think that the GM's going to regret firing Gallant. I think as far as my non-insider sources go, 
it seems to me that it's like a total knee-jerk reaction to spark the team. And yes, there's a great coaching option out there in Peter DeBoer, who they hired. But Gerard Gallant has been a great coach for that city. And apparently he's a bit of a celebrity in Vegas because, I mean, he's the head coach that took them to the final right away. And he's gone. And he was shocked as anybody that he got fired. And, I mean, for a guy that his record is absolutely pristine there and first year of expansion to a Stanley Cup final and then you fire him one and a half years later, that blows my mind, especially when their team isn't doing that poorly. So... My scoring is on GM Kelly McCrimmon. I think you're going to regret this, man. I mean, you're an NHL GM and I'm not, but <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this could turn around to bite him. So those are my trifecta of smaller scorns. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, we'll uh, dive into our predictions over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've joked a little bit about it before but there's an all-star game somewhere in that time so there's a big break so not a lot of games happening in the next couple of weeks in fact both oilers and flames only have three games coming up over the next two weeks up until and including february 1st uh each team plays st louis once and then we play each other twice mm-hmm. <laughs> so three games but should be fun <laughs> yeah it should be crazy yeah so um Darren, how well do you think the uh, Oilers are going to do in those three games? Well, Stu, I don't like the Oilers. (laughs) You don't say. Yeah, and I don't really know how the Blues are doing right now because I'm an informed sort of (laughs) hockey person, but I think that the Oilers are only going to go one and two with one of those victories being against the Flames. I don't think the Flames can sweep the Battle of Alberta this year. That seems unlikely considering that the last game was very close and emotional. So I think the Oilers will take one of them. Which one? Who knows? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Oilers are going to go two out of three. I also think they're going to split that next to Battle of Alberta, probably one and one. Again, don't know which one. I'm not going to be specific. (laughs) The way I'll look, you know, really dumb. Uh, or really smart, but chances are really dumb. <laughs> uh, but I think they will beat St. Louis. They seem to be on a bit of a roll right now. And yes, St. Louis is doing well as well. But, you know, maybe I'm just hopeful and optimistic. and Crazy. Just all cloudy-eyed. Uh, <laughs> how do you think the Flames are going to do in those three games? I guess we kind of know half of your prediction. <laughs> yeah, half of it. But I also think they're going to go one in three. They've shown that after emotional games, like against the Oilers, they lost to Montreal, who was on a terrible losing streak. The Flames lost to them 3 nothing, And then they went on to beat the Maple Leafs just barely. And then after that high-intensity emotional game, they immediately lost again to Ottawa, who was also very <laughs> bad. So I think that the Flames are going to go 1-3 because with the uh, St. Louis Blues mixed in there, I don't think the Flames will get up for that game. I think they'll get up for the games against the Oilers, but then the Blues game will just kind of be there and <laughs> will sneak up on them just like the Ottawa and Montreal games. So I'm predicting one win for the Flames against the Oilers and then two losses. Yeah, I pretty much thought the same thing. I said one and three. Again, they're going to split the Battle of Alberta's, but uh, I don't think they're going to see St. Louis at the same intensity that St. Louis is going to find them. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Excellent. And I guess we've already kind of discussed how we see the Battle of Alberta games happening. So, mm-hmm. again, in case you're wondering, that's the 29th of January and the 1st of February. 
So that'll be lots of fun. And uh, we both think the Flames are going to win one and the Oilers are going to win one. And that's all we'll say about that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our very Battle of Alberta-focused Battle of Alberta podcast. You can find us on any podcast app that you listen to, including Spotify. Once again, our theme song is Lose Your Head by Apache Tomcat. Please tune in next time. Rate, like, and subscribe to us to get the word out there and tell everyone you know about us, even if they will completely ignore you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.